Hi, I'm Monica. And I'm the other Monica. And we are two Monicas and a microphone. Join us each week to talk about nothing serious. Seriously. We'll talk about life, differences of opinion, our favorite obsessions, and any topic we find interesting. So grab your playbill and get ready for the show. Monica, do you know what we're talking about today? Is it musicals? It's musicals. So get ready to hear me sing. And you won't be able to see me dance, but we all know how that ends. You're sparing us. That's why we do a podcast and not That's on right. YouTube, right? No video, please. <laughs> I today have the very good fortune of being in a guest studio. So I'm at my friend's house and it's very quiet. I'm digging it. It's a little dimly lit. It's going to be the perfect location to talk about musicals and listen to some musicals and get to know our history of musicals. And again, I might do a little singing. When we came up with this topic, it just took me down memory lane, way down memory lane. Remembering the first time I watched White Christmas with my grandmother and The Sound of Music with my grandmother. Most of all, White Christmas because Vera Ellen, I was amazed by her. Now, who is Vera Ellen? Vera Ellen is one of the sisters in White Christmas. Okay. (laughs) She's the one who wants the other one to get married. Gotcha. And she ends up dating Danny Kaye's character. And there's this one scene in the the choreography sketch that just had me in awe because her foot taps so fast. It's hummingbird's wings, but it's her foot tapping. Um, So I used to watch that movie multiple times a year, even more at Christmas. But some people hate musicals. My husband. Oh, okay. Won't watch them at all or... No, he has zero interest in going to see a musical or watching one in Yeah, which one are you? I love musicals. I don't think that I'm quite at the level you are. I am more of a certain type of musical. I love a good comedic musical. I have to laugh. There's only a couple musicals that I like that I would say aren't comedy musicals, but I really like the lighthearted kind of musical. Mm -hmm. So which is the one that got you hooked? I would have to say the one that got me hooked on musicals is The Music Man. Now, it wasn't the first musical I ever saw, but The Music Man, that opening scene on the train is amazing. I can still feel it in my soul right now. Uh, My dad loved musicals. He popped in the Music Man one day and Mm -hmm. I never looked back after that. I've never seen it. What? Yeah, I know. I've never seen it. It might be, might be something I watched this weekend with the kids and Paul. Paul would maybe enjoy it. I don't know. Does he like musicals? Uh, You know, he's very selective. I will watch any musical any time of day. He's not opposed, but I think he's very selective far more than I am. All right, now it's time for a little game. Are you ready to play a game? Let's play Name That Musical. I am ready to play a game. I'm ready to win. Just, you know, the number three in me wants to win, but I will probably fail because I'm not so good at the game I know you're about to make me play. All right, Monica, here's, here's one. I hope you get it right. Winner gets to be queen for a day on our Instagram page. For sure. Bye bye, Birdie. Yes, you get it. I love that scene. It's so good. Sorry. That's all right. (laughs) Okay. Up next. 
nothing? It's like so famous. Uh, sorry, what is that? It's cats. <laughs> well, oh. and I just realized it's one of the musicals you never want to see. <laughs> Oops. Well, and you know what that clip just did? Solidified that for me. <laughs> Just being introduced, I do not know you well. But when the music started, something drew me to your side. So many men and girls are in each other's arms. It made me think we might be similarly occupied. Um, I don't know. I'm going to guess Sound of Music. No, I may have picked. I I thought for sure you had exposure to this one. It's the King and I with Yule Brenner. You know, I did see it, but it was on one of those nights where my dad and I would go over to my aunt Laquetta's house. Okay, and we would go over there and pick musicals. But I've only seen that movie one time. But oh, that's okay. I'm sorry. That's, I, I told you I wouldn't be as good at this one, but it's really fun trying to guess. So give me another. Okay, I think you're gonna get this one. Yes, mine is not the first heartbroken. Yes. Yeah, I just started singing it, but I kept it quiet. But okay, just lip syncing. Just lip yeah. <laughs> Okay. What? I do believe it's Mary Poppins, Chimney Sweeps. Hey, you got three of five and I have to apologize for those other two. (laughs) You never would have known. Yeah. And I didn't realize. (laughs) It's still fun. Hopefully our listeners, they got it. I would love it. Hey, you know what? I think everyone needs to go on our Instagram page and tell us how you fared. Tell us what your score is, your musical score. Probably going to beat me. So now I'm going to play a few for you. Ladies and gentlemen. Chicago. Adultery and treachery. This seriously made me want to see this musical even more. Finding this clip, it's so fantastic. Music is ah. All right, Monica, if you don't get this one, you've been lost. I'm going to go five for five. You're going to go five for five. Also, if you don't get this one, you're a big fat liar. Just everyone else. (laughs) Phantom. Think of me. I walk around the house singing that song. My kids think I'm crazy. (laughs) I'm sure. I was like, she will know this. I don't even know what part of the musical this is from. (laughs) Okay. Here is a fun one. Okay. Is that West Side Story? Oh, you got it wrong. I did? What is it? Little Shop of Horrors, <gasps> the dentist. Oh, the dentist. I, oh, <laughs> goodness. I have to go rewatch it. I might make the kids watch it with me today. They might not go to the dentist. They didn't do the dentist yet. They just went, so they'll have time okay, to forget. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, I got another one that a lot of our listeners will enjoy as well. 
Annie. It's not mine. Yep, it was Annie. I love that scene. It's so sweet and also sad. Now I have one that I really enjoy. So once you do it, I want to talk about the scene here. White Christmas. I mean, come on. (laughs) I walk around singing that song every time it snows. This scene is so... I love that okay, scene so for in the people train. Who don't, for people who don't like musicals, this could be one of the reasons why. They're literally looking at this poster about where they're getting ready to go. They're drinking milk and coffee and tea. And instead of talking to each other, they start singing this song, which I do think is sometimes why people don't like musicals. They're like, why are you singing what you can be saying? Oh, because they're just like Ma'am Bialik. And I'm going to play you all a clip from Ma'am's YouTube because she hates musicals and (laughs) it's just really funny. (laughs) I want to hear this. Not liking musicals? I feel like it's a significant social impediment. My best friend Emu lives in New York and every time I come visit, he expects that we're gonna go see some musical. He has been begging me to listen to the Wicked soundtrack since the day we met. It's never gonna happen, Emu, never. The people who are in musicals are incredibly talented. I respect I respect them so much, but like when they're, talking and then they start singing it's like they'll be talking i'm going to the park i'm going to the park no (laughs) no i'm telling you those people exist they do and at least she feels badly about it and would like to change it about herself but she's just not (laughs) for our friends out there who maybe don't know a lot about musicals or the ones who do we're just going to do a brief rundown of musical theater history because I wanted to learn a little bit about it. It's something that I've never dug into. Yeah, so talk nerdy to us, Monica. Musical theater is a combination of operetta and vaudeville. Operetta is a shorter opera with lighthearted or satirical storyline and sentimental characters that incorporates dancing. And vaudeville, well, vaudeville was a little more difficult to explain, so I'm going to have an expert explain it to you. Hi, I'm Richard Rifkin, and we're here in Budapest, Hungary, at the Merlin Theater. Today, we're going to talk about what is vaudeville. Well, even me, and I'm a little older than a lot of you out there, I'm sure, don't remember vaudeville firsthand. It was before my time. Vaudeville was a form of entertainment in bars, theaters, different places where you could have this particular form of entertainment, which was really a wide range of things. It started around the 1880s, and it went through till the 1930s. In a vaudeville show, you could see singers, jugglers, actors, magicians, even escape artists. Harry Houdini, the famous Harry Houdini, was there in vaudeville. Famous comedians came out of vaudeville that later made films in Hollywood, like W.C. Fields and Bob Hope. Lots of people, really interesting. Even Drew Barrymore's family, the famous Barrymore's, John Barrymore, Ethel Barrymore, they were in vaudeville. Now that everybody knows what vaudeville is, including myself, because I had no idea, we're gonna talk a little bit about the pioneers. Rodgers and Hammerstein are known throughout the musical world as starting what we consider the modern musical. In 1943, they composed Oklahoma, 
and it became what is now called the book musical age. A book musical has a subject rather than just lighthearted fluff. It's a, a solid storyline. The way it, they're told is like a book. Exactly. So you could okay. turn the musical into a book. Oh, I, that, that's, that's, a, that's my take on it. Okay. And that's why it's called a book musical. That's kind of a fun idea, actually. Yeah. Well, you know, there are quite a few musicals based on books. Yes, definitely. And so they have solid characters and plot development. The shows you picture when you hear the word musical are probably book musicals. Disney movies, The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, all book musical form. So I really appreciate the book musical. I do too. A lot, a lot. That would be what I would want to watch. And right now we're going to take a short commercial break. Hey friends, Monica and I have recently discovered a company with amazing skincare. Juvene uses cutting edge stem cell science to replenish and repair your skin four levels deep. You'll start seeing a more youthful appearance in just a few weeks. Juvene also has incredible faux mink lashes to make you feel fancy every day. Y'all, if you want great skin, nails, and lashes, go to juvene.com slash foxy that's juvene j-u-v-e-n-a-e dot com slash f-o-x-y sign up as a preferred customer and receive immediate discounts without any fees then you have the mega musical which i'm also a fan of in the mega musical there are very few speaking parts because most everything is sung you think of Mm -hmm. andrew lloyd weber and he was a master at Mm -hmm. this form the phantom of the opera Le Miserable, Cats, and Evita are all considered mega musicals. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Oh, sing it, Monica, sing it. Oh, yeah. A fact that I did not know is that Hamilton's composer, Lin-Manuel Miranda, had a previous Tony Award-winning musical in 2008. It's called Into the Heights. And according to my source, it also broke new ground with a musical style for book musicals. And just a side note, my husband thinks the world would have been better off if Aaron Burr had succeeded in killing Alexander Hamilton. But we're not going to get into that. Oh, that sounds like a different podcast. Yes. For a whole, not even for the two Monicas. Maybe no, I, I think we'll just move on. Uh, now that we know a little bit more about musical theater history, did you have any early obsessions with musicals? Ones that you watched over and over again? You mentioned The Music Man. I had several that I watched over and over again. The first being Grease. Until we were doing this episode, I think that's when it really hit me. Duh, Grease is a musical. Um, Right. So obsessed with Grease. Probably of all the musicals that I love, I would have to say Grease was the one I was the most obsessed with because I used to play out the characters. I used to sing the songs. My cousin and I would replay this scene at the end. You know, you're the one that I want. I won't Mm -hmm. sing more this episode, everybody. (laughs) There you go. There are others that I love. Bye Bye Birdie. Loved that. And it is not overly good. I do not think Anne Margaret is a good actress. Sorry, dad. My dad had a crush on her and I had to watch all these Anne Margaret things. Now, for those of you who don't know, Bye Bye Birdie was basically a satire on Elvis and oh. Elvis going off to war. He had to have his last kiss before oh, he boy. went off to war from a teenage girl. I bet um, he did. So it is so bad and cheap. And this brings in probably the reason my husband doesn't like musicals is Bye Bye Birdie is something I made him watch. So Um, Monica, I'm going to (laughs) play a clip from Bye Bye Birdie so everyone understands just how much of a satire it is.
there are chicks just ripe for some kissing. And I mean to kiss me a few. Man, those chicks don't know what they're missing. I got a lot of living to do. I hope everyone enjoyed that clip. That musical probably would not be made today, Monica. I see the next one on here is Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, which has a special place in my heart. I used to watch it with my friend who lived across the street when I was eight or nine, maybe eight or nine. And we watched it over and over and over again. One of the things that intrigues me the most is how did they get seven ginger dudes who could sing and dance to star in this. I mean, there are seven, not just men who can sing and dance. They are all gingers. You don't think they dyed their hair? I don't know that I could say they did that, but you know, that's probably how it happened. And now you've, you've ruined the magic for me. I'm sorry. (laughs) Another one I was obsessed with and watched several times was West Side Story because I love a good teenage drama. I'm sure anybody who listened to the vampire episode knows that I get a little obsessed with teenage drama. It's funny thinking about it now. There are rival gangs having dance-offs. In this. Dance-offs. And then the other one that I was obsessed with was My Fair Lady. Oh my gosh. I oh, yes. That. Yes. I Eliza so Doolittle. The rain in Spain stays mainly in the plains. I just can never have my kids watch the scene where she's putting the marbles in her mouth because that's going to end badly. It is. And your kids are little daredevils. So I guess they They definitely are. I did love my fair lady in that dress at the end with the tiara. Yeah. Just so gorgeous. She is. And I even had a my fair lady Barbie doll. Oh, awesome. That's awesome. So my obsessions, I didn't have quite as many. I loved my fair lady. I loved seven brides for seven brothers. But the ones that I consider myself truly obsessed with were the ones where I bought the soundtrack and I would listen to the soundtrack obsessively. How did you get that soundtrack? Did you go to Sam Goody or what did you do? No, I had a BMG music membership. Why don't you join a music club? Good do idea. It. Oh my gosh, Monica. Could I you did. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> I I love it. So cute. I was 13. I hate those long commitments. Not if you join BMG. Meanwhile, I was getting new kids on the block. (laughs) I ordered Hair, Hair the Musical. I mean, it felt rebellious. It felt (laughs) risque. Monica's childhood, rebelling by getting musicals. Yes, that was me. And Phantom of the Opera. So I listened to both of those over and over and over again. I basically (laughs) memorized the entire musical. And when my mom and I finally went to see it. Wow. I lip synced through the entire thing when I saw it. That's so cute. I can't even tell you. I I hope people weren't annoyed. You never know. Some some woman out there probably tells a story about you. (laughs) Right? She ruined the show for me. She ruined the show. (laughs) I mean, I've done it to other musicals too. I went to see The Little Mermaid and I lip synced through that one too. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Obviously, musicals really began in live theater well before movies were accessible to people. So if you didn't have the means or the access, you really were stuck not watching musicals. And it wasn't until video that we had this whole revolution of movie musicals. Yeah, and I think that that's just more what I'm into, probably because of accessibility and time. Absolutely. And obviously, it was our first exposure. My grandmother was more than happy to sit down next to me and watch Sound of Music. And that is kind of how it got built is through accessibility, believe it or not. And then that's why it got to be so big. But there's a whole big, long story about that. And we don't need to get into that to enjoy our obsession with musicals.
But we have some modern musicals on our list, right? That I loved. Yeah. Moulin Rouge in 2001. There's some great musical numbers in that one. And some wonderful singers in it. Yes. Which is why it was so fantastic. In 2000, there was a movie uh, called Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And George Clooney, it was, it's 2000, is in his prime. So it'll be (laughs) worth watching. For me, as far as modern musicals, I would say my number one is Wicked. It's another one of those. I bought the soundtrack. I read the book. I spearheaded a big event with the witches doing autographs. Yeah, yeah. I was in LA at the time and we were doing a big event at Sephora and the witches were signing (gasps) autographs and stuff. And so we were doing wicked makeup and there was a little wicked set to go along with it. Did you work at Sephora at that time? No, I was working for Stila. So it was a Stila event. Monica, this is such a cool story I've never heard. Yeah, no, it was super fun. And I got so into it. I I read the book and I would listen to the the CD in my car driving to the Sephora to make sure everything was on track. Planning something like that takes about three months. I had 10 makeup artists there for eight hours doing makeup after makeup. It was a very successful event. This sounds awesome. And I didn't even know you had the skill set. Everyone, she's been my friend forever. (laughs) I had no idea. I love this, but I want to know, this does not have to do with the musical, but it Mm -hmm. does have to do with Wicked. You mentioned makeup. What sort of makeup were you suggesting people wore in honor of Wicked? I'd love to hear. Stila had actually come out with two different palettes in cute little cases. So do you still have them? I don't think I do. Oh girl, I'm going to have to get on eBay. I'll see if I can find a picture. We'll post it. It was a light green eyeshadow, if I remember correctly, for Elphaba. And then I don't remember what the other one was. But because I did all of that, I was rewarded with a ticket to go see Wicked (gasps) after I had already purchased my own ticket because I was that (laughs) into it. So I saw Wicked twice in LA and then I was in London. I saw it in London and then Paul bought us tickets to go see Wicked for his birthday. If that isn't the sweetest thing ever. Not only did he buy the tickets, then we're there and he's like, what would you like? So he bought me an autographed poster. Oh, wow. I was a little obsessed. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it. I have a story about Wicked in and of the fact that it is the only musical I have actually seen that is considered Broadway musical. And I was in love. If it had been possible, I would have turned right around and gone and seen it again. So Monica, I see here that you are not a fan of one of the greatest musicals of all time. The Sound of Music, that one. That's incredible. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's it's so wonderful. So many good scenes. The Sound of Music, while I do not like it, Lillian loves it, loves the Sound of Music. So I will be forced to watch it, I'm sure, for the rest of my life. Well, I started playing my favorite things around Christmas time, driving the kids to school, and Uh the kids just loved the song. And then there's also- It is, yeah. Do love I am, oh wait, I said no singing. I am 16. I am 16. You sing it, girl. Going on 17. Do, 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 <laughs> I do, do like that. It's so cute. We've talked about Broadway musicals, but I think there are far more movies that are musicals yes. that people don't even realize. I, I agree. Mean, every Disney princess movie almost ever. Let's just go through a little list of movies you forgot were musicals because you love them so much. We'll start out with The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, it's a musical, people. So <laughs> like The Wizard of Oz. You yeah, like, musicals. like musicals. Then we've got Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The 1971 version, musical. Mary Poppins. That's funny that I forgot that that was a musical. I saw the most recent one, did you? Yes, Very it's really good. cute, really well done. We've got a list of the 
10 highest grossing movie musicals of all time. All right, let's go for it. We got Mamma Mia at number one. Nope, I have to do Mamma Mia because I can't say the second one. Okay. Mamma Mia. Les Miserables. La La Land. I've never seen that one. I have to watch it. Chicago. Mary Poppins Returns. The Greatest Showman. Grease. Aladdin. The Lion King. And wrapping it up with number 10, Beauty and the Beast. Monica, I'm sure everyone wants to know what the highest grossing or the longest running Broadway show is. Oh yeah, definitely. We just talked about the movies, but here's where it kind of musicals really started. It was on Broadway. Mm -hmm. The longest running show in Broadway is actually The Phantom of the Opera. I'm not surprised by that. And did you know that it opened on January 26th, which happens to be my birthday? So I think it was Aww. fate. It was. That, it that was I fate. just needed to be obsessed with it. Yes, definitely. Oh, and I've also read the book. Birthday. I've also read the book. There's a book. See what happened? Yeah. That's cool. You've read all the books, though. That's cool. You're always like, and I read the book. If oh, but I could not make my way through Les Miserables. I tried. Victor Hugo is just so long. And I was a teenager. I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. Like, just the name does not sound like something I want to <laughs> The Chicago Revival ranks second. And it opened in 1996, the revival did. And it's still going strong. I would love to see that one. That is one I haven't seen and it is on my list. So I will be seeing it. I'm gonna watch the movie, which I'm pretty shocked I haven't watched. Me too, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Renee Zellweger. How did I not see it other than I probably had no friends to go with me in 1996. How did you and I not watch it together in college? I have no idea. I don't know. I even had my hair cut like Velma Kelly. Um, oh. Catherine Zeta's Velma Kelly for a while. Bangs, when was that? Short bob. During that time? Or no, later? Oh, I was probably 2001, 2002. Okay, okay. So, so when we had separated for a little bit there. Yep. And there was no social media, so we had no idea what no. each other looked like. I don't even think I have any pictures of myself like that. Oh, if you do, though, I would love to see it. People didn't walk around with cameras in their pockets, you know? <laughs> yeah, weird. So at number three, we have The Lion King. I don't even like the Disney movie. I have zero interest in The Lion King on any level. Sorry, everybody. But more than six 60 million people around the world have seen the production on Broadway. And I would like to say that I do believe this is one that my husband would go see because he does love The Lion King. Oh, that's that's an interesting fact right there. And you'll appreciate this fact, Monica, especially because of the source that I'm using. It's the Guinness Book of World Records. Ooh, my favorite. The Lion King is also the highest grossing musical in the world oh. at one billion six hundred eighty million three hundred eighty nine thousand five hundred eighty two U.S. dollars. Whoa! A part of well, me can't believe I read that number correctly the first time. <laughs> me too. I'm not lying. I was sitting there thinking, "How's she reading that?" <laughs> well, I think this explains why I don't like it because literally everybody, everybody. does. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. So Cats is number four, and it's loosely based on a book uh, by T.S. Eliot, Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. And Seriously, it ran for a long to, time. I want to read that book because it sounds so fun. I love cats. <laughs> cats. You know, the one that's based on T.S. Eliot's poems all about cats. I love it. But I have so many books about cats. I feel like I almost have to read this. You can go on Amazon right now. And since you have trouble pronouncing this next one, I'll go ahead. Les Miserables. 
The original production closed in 2003, but it's been revived twice. And the latest production opened in 2014. I've seen it at least two times. It must be that good. But ha- have you watched the movie? Yes. Yes. So good. <sighs> okay. Still not going to watch it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So other really long running shows are A Chorus Line. It ran from 75 to 90. Oh, Calcutta. That sounds fun, actually. It has an exclamation point in it, so I feel like it would have to be fun. <laughs> Just 90- like Mamma Mia. <laughs> exactly. So 76 through 89, then Mamma Mia. 14 years there, Beauty and the Beast, 94 through 2007. But wouldn't Beauty and the Beast, is it not still on Broadway? I don't think so. Oh, interesting. Okay. Wicked, currently playing, thankfully, because I want to take Lillian. And Rent and Jerry. Jersey Boys also had long runs as well. That's awesome. I love that list. I need to make sure I watch any of the ones that are still running. You do. And then give me a breakdown. Okay. Especially of uh, Les Mis or The Lion King. Yeah. Oh, tell me what that's like. But there are some others that I'm sure maybe we've heard of, but they're important not because of gross dollars or the amount of people who've watched them or even the amount of time they've been around. It's that they actually changed musicals in Broadway. They actually had an impact on future musicals. Ooh, tell me more. Yeah. So I really like this. It's a little nerdy maybe, but also something I didn't realize. I just thought, oh, musicals, but no, they're really, there's a history to how they have changed over time and what impacted them. So these are some that are considered groundbreaking showboat 1927 is the year. Yeah. So before showboat, it was mainly wispy little plots that had amusing tunes for the stars to sing. Not a lot of depth. Then Shobo came around and it talked about segregation, misogyny, wife abuse, alcoholism. So you would have to know that that would be totally different than this wispy little song and dance. Right. Those are deep topics. Very deep topics. So the style was also revolutionary because it was dramatic that the songs grew out of the plot versus the plot kind of working around the songs and being just thrown in there. So Showboat, which after reading about it, I thought it's so historical. It makes me want to see it because it affected society. I loved watching Oklahoma, which is also on the list. I used to watch it on video while I was organizing a video room. Imagine that. Yeah. So it's up the musical theater world because it integrated the three components of what we think make up a musical, the music, the dance, and the dialogue. Moving forward, musicals have those three components. And a lot of times the dialogue is the song. Yeah. And you mentioned dance there. So back in Oklahoma, you had dance scenes. Well, another musical that transformed the modern musical, if you will, is West Side Story because it used dance not to just entertain us or have something to do to the music or to move the characters across stage, but to actually communicate emotion and story, which I think is probably why we get the dance off between the two rival gangs, which is funny to think about, but actually incredible when you watch it. We move on from dancing as a way to communicate. And then in 1966, so about a decade later, we have another kind of shift with cabaret. And it was pretty 
bold. It um, experimented with not only multi-layer storytelling, but also sharp social commentary, which I don't think is very shocking considering it was 1966. I feel like that was just part of the fabric of America at that time was sharp social commentary, but it was brought to this place that hadn't been touched by that yet, which would be Broadway. Well, and then following up on that, is the musical Hair. It did feel rebellious. And according to the New York Times, it was revolutionary because it really courted controversy. There was a nudity scene in there. It praised drug use, which was still very taboo at the time. It goes down in history because it was really bringing the rebellious aspects of life out into the forefront. Yeah, I, that just speaks so to the time of the late 60s. Yes. You know? For there to be two groundbreaking musicals in that era makes a lot of sense. Now, the next time we really see a big shift is about um, 15 years later with Cats. And it is the one show that really started to use musical theater as a spectacle for just the sake of spectacle. Having over-the-top costumes and lots of acrobatics. Then we have modern, more modern musicals. So we've got Rent. Yeah, Rent, when I was reading up on it, it was pretty interesting because what happened during this time is that most of the stuff that was out there was maybe considered a little highbrow. And there was nothing, you know, so like, less m- m- like Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Les Miserables. <laughs> In Les Miserables, yes. Um, But there was nothing that was really exploring modern life in the basic person, the common man. And that is why Rent was so revolutionary because it went from being this giant entertainment fanfare, which had been running for, you know, about 25 years at Mm -hmm. this point to something that you could connect with on a personal level. Oh, this next one is one of my favorites because I love ABBA. Love ABBA. Who's ABBA? ABBA? Oh, ABBA. ABBA. Yeah. You know, A B B A. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And so Mamma Mia is basically all ABBA songs strung together to create a musical. Yeah. And so it was the first of its kind to do that and really take off. They're considered jukebox pieces. I think that's pretty fun. And then I'd say the final one that is still up for debate because it's only a few years old. And I feel like as I researched all of this and saw what transformed Broadway, it usually impacted future musicals. It wasn't just like a one-time thing that the musical itself was different. It just impacted musicals going forward. And that would be Hamilton. And Monica, I'll let you tell me what you think about Hamilton because it makes me laugh. I'm never going to see it. I cannot believe that. No, why? Tell me why. Because the people who rave about it are the people who have only ever seen one musical, and that's Hamilton. Yeah, I've actually seen several people online have the same comment you do. So avid Broadway goers, I don't know if that is what you would be called, like yourself, just don't feel like it is anything but overhyped. I probably would see it, um, which is strange. I mean, you could see it on Disney+. Plus. I usually don't like watching things that other people like. It looks intriguing to me. So I would, I'd be the type of person who I'd give it 30 minutes. And if you didn't catch me by then, I'm not spending the rest of my life watching it. Again, the other reason I'm not going to see it is because Paul won't watch it with me because Paul thinks the world would be better off if Aaron Burr had succeeded. (laughs) Yeah, 
And I don't oh want to listen gosh. to an hour and yeah, a half of exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> I, I already heard it. I already heard it. Don't need to hear it. That's funny. Right. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Mon, we've talked a lot about musicals and our experiences seeing them on screen or live. I've had some awesome experiences in London seeing Chicago and Wicked. White Christmas, I was lucky enough to catch that when it was in LA. Have you seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? Because I feel like you've Oh, seen- of course. Okay. I mean, it's a classic. It is. I have not seen it because I don't know. It never appealed to me as a movie in general, but I was looking up clips and stuff and it actually looks pretty good. I'm not. Yeah, no, it's great. It's a fun thing to watch around Halloween or really anytime. Oh, let's talk about another one. Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Uh, Horrors. How could I have forgotten that one? Amazing. How could we have forgotten that? I was obsessed with that as a kid. Suddenly see more. Feed me, Seymour. Feed me. Feed me. Oh, it was awful. It was so awful, the body parts, but it was so good. Oh, such a great. Who can forget Steve Martin as the dentist who's just sucking in all the laughing gas? I mean, it's priceless. Priceless. Monica, do you want to wrap up with an I can't even? I can't even in life or musicals. Musicals. Because I have one. It's the worst musical I've ever seen. And Paul watched it with me and we turned it off. Oh, what is that? Into the Woods, the movie. Into the Woods? I'm not even Into the Woods, that. Into the Woods, Into the Woods, <laughs> Into the Woods. I mean, it's so, it's, it was so bad. We couldn't finish. Well, I can't even with people thinking that I have to like The Sound of Music. Okay, that's fair. All right, friends, before we wrap it up today, we would love for you to visit our Instagram page and give us your favorite musical of all time. Let us know how you scored in our musical trivia game. And if you can't stand musicals, just use a couple emojis to show your disgust. And we'll post (laughs) some images of our top five or six or all of them because I love musicals. We do hope you enjoyed this episode. I had so much fun putting it together, planning it and producing it for everyone. If you enjoyed it, leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'd like to give credit where it's due. Music by Kevin McLeod, Glitter Blast, Fig Leaf Rag, and Open Those Bright Eyes. Other music and sounds provided by Pixabay and Zapsplat. For full music credits, notes, videos, and other tidbits that you may have missed, please visit us at twomonicaspodcast.com. 